on this episode of Hit the Deck. Virus got you down? Well, we've got you covered. Just a few suggestions from your pals at Hit the Deck, because we're in this with you, of how to pass the time in a great hockey way. And hockey will go on eventually. And when it does, it'll represent the U.S. in Switzerland. Mr. Matthew Fischetti made the under-20 USA ball hockey team that, again, will be competing this summer in Switzerland because his goal is to bring home the gold. That's my goal, too, but uh, it seems like he is a little closer to achieving it than I am. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Welcome to episode 166 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. Hello, dear, dear listener. Hello, and welcome to Hit the Deck on the other side. (laughs) We are... We are deep in the thick of it. You know what I'm talking about because we're all in this thing together. We're all experiencing the same uh, situation pretty much wherever you are. Some places are a little worse. Some places are a little better, but we're all we're all in it. So I want to uh, thank you for sticking with us and, and downloading the podcast and, and welcome you to Hit the Deck. We did take a week off last week because I was sick, not with that. <laughs> Just a, a a pretty run-of-the-mill sinus infection, but uh, I've still I've still got the the remnants of it. So if you hear it in my voice, uh, if you hear it a little kind of um, underpowered, a little less less powered than usual, you uh, you can can probably hear the whatever's in my lungs coming through when I speak. Uh, that's why. Just just know that's why. So if I seem mildly less energetic than normal that that is also the reason and i apologize but we'll try to keep you entertained nevertheless and and who is we who is sick who is speaking to you inquiring minds want to know and it is our duty to tell you so rather than keep you in suspense i say we jump i move that we jump right into tonight's starting lineup and for tonight's starting lineup in goal as ever i am number 35 your american rhino Gary McComiskey, and my socially distanced co-host. <laughs> it was like we were meant for this. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. How are you, James? Uh, thank you for asking. I'm trying very hard to rationalize that it's better to be bored and poor than sick and dead. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> I mean, that's that seems like a no brainer to me. It's 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 tough to be in it, but, you know, better than the alternative. And of course, you know, even if you are uh, sick with this and you are of an age of James and myself, obviously we're not the the main at risk category. You want to keep it away from the people who are at risk, the older people and the immunocompromised people and the people with breathing problems. So, you know, it's important to, you know, the herd mentality, it's, it's important even if you are not directly at risk, it's important to try and keep this thing as isolated as possible. Flatten the curve, James. The, the, the thing that just drives me nuts is if you need to be told to wash your hands or to cover your mouth when you sneeze, there's a bigger problem <laughs> than some virus. That, that is really chilling to me. 
that adults yeah, need yeah. to be told that that fact that should just be such common sense you don't have to think about it. I can understand, like, like the covering your mouth when you sneeze, obviously. I can understand people maybe not doing a good enough job of washing your hands because I think, well, I'll only speak for myself and, and the people around me, but... You know, where we are, James, in New York, everything is go, go, go. So I can see, you know, being in a hurry and not taking as much time as maybe you should to wash your hands fully. But to not wash your hands at all is 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 pretty, you know, disgusting and reckless, frankly. Great point. Yeah. New York is a filthy city anyway. So we're kind of used to uh, being prepared for trying to stay healthy, uh, especially you know, personally for me. I suffer from asthma. And, uh, you know, some other respiratory problems as well. So I'm kind of used to trying to keep my germs to myself and do everything I can to keep other people's germs from getting to me. But every so often it, it does catch up. But right now, hopefully this is something that can actually unify everybody. And uh, it, it's great that we have our leaders that are trying to nip this in the bud as, as best that they can. And uh, yes, one of the great things, as, as the American Rhino said, too, we appreciate that you're sticking with us with the podcast here because there's going to be a lot of times when if we're quarantined or if we're just asked to stay indoors and not go to work or not get paid, whatever the case is, whatever other problems we're going to have to face, or if God forbid you're really sick, that um, hopefully our little podcast can keep you company and brighten your day a little bit. And as the American Rhino also said, we're all in this together. So uh, we'll follow the lead of people that know better than we do that we'll get through this. It's just another hurdle. And um, among other things, and, and, you know, we'll get to the podcast proper soon. I just uh, I can't wrap my head around the church uh, pulling the plug on Easter. It, it's just such a nightmare to me that uh, I don't know if, if anybody else heard this, but at least in Brooklyn, that they said that right off the bat, uh, today is March 18th at the recording of this podcast, that uh, they're, they're not going to have Easter vigils and, and the mass during Easter weekend, which to me is... Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's I mean, it makes sense, but I, I hadn't heard that that specific announcement had been made. Look, it's bad enough they, they took baseball away, they took hockey away. Understandable. I totally get it. But you can't take the church away from, from us, too. That's Hopefully they're no. just panicking a little bit too much and, and reason will come through, but that's just... I never thought I'd ever live a day where... I'm not allowed to go to mass. It's it's that all joking aside, that is what it's all about. Um, pardon me for getting on my soapbox. Just personally speaking for myself here. Um, I need I need my faith. I need my mass and saying that you can't go for the most important time of the year. Even if we're Christmas, it, it pales in comparison to Easter. It's just that's that's that the final nail in my coffin for that. But again, we're, we're trying to, to get through this as best we can. And, and hopefully it'll blow over with all the precautions that are going on, everybody cooperating, doing what you're supposed to do. And then hopefully by uh, mid April life will be normal again. But uh, that, that's, that, that's, that's the final nail in my coffin for that one. Well, you know, I, I I'm going to say that I, we, we talked about this on our, our Star Trek Picard podcast vintage picard indeed but i'm gonna repeat it here for you guys go ahead you know just like i said we're all in this together so you know just try take care of yourself do whatever you need to do to stay safe and take care of yourself and and be res a responsible community member and like don't you know get anybody else sick either but uh you know don't 
like take care of yourself, but don't hoard toilet paper and hand yeah. sanitizer and masks and, and stuff like, you know, um, there was that one guy, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, James, in Tennessee, there, there's a guy who bought like 17,000 bottles of Purell and now is upset because Amazon won't let him price gouge people and resell them. Good for Amazon. Good for yeah. Amazon. I'm glad to hear that. So now he's he's sitting on all this hand sanitizer that he can't, you know, way, way jack up the price on. And, uh, you know, he's he's grumpy about it. Good. Yeah. One last thing, too. I'm sorry to, to delay the podcast so much, but that's what I don't understand about crises. It, it brings the best out of people. And unfortunately, it brings the worst out of some living, having lived through September 11th, 2001 and seeing people do the wrong thing there, which I is just so mind boggling that evil really does exist in this world, that somebody would do that buy so much yeah. Purell and think you're going to make a profit off of that. That's just so despicable in, in so many levels. So good for Amazon. Happy to hear that. And again, um, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you don't need to be told any of these things because we have good people out there that listen and we appreciate that. So just keep up the good fight. Hopefully we'll get through this faster and sooner than later. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've kind of not publicly just kind of in my head, I've been kind of considering this as this generation's nine 11. You know, that that defining moment that you look at and say, oh, the, the world was one way before and is a different way after. So, Will, I guess it remains to be seen if that'll be borne out. But that's, you know, to me, that is possibly possibly one outcome of this. And the last thing I'll say about the virus before we we jump into, you know, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, before we before we get a little more focused uh, at least, or a little more upbeat in, in our talk is I, I desperately hope that all of our listeners are smarter than this, because I'd like to think that we do have smart and, uh, reasonably logical people that listen to this podcast, but apparently a third of the, the population of this country is this dumb. So hopefully none of you fall into this category, but just in case, I really just want to put it out there. Corona beer has nothing to do with the coronavirus. You, you cannot. I cannot stress this enough. You cannot catch the coronavirus by drinking Corona beer unless you are sharing a beer with somebody who already has it. Otherwise, and, and, and that goes for any beer or, you know, beverage of any kind. One has nothing to do with the other. The fact that they share part of a name is completely coincidental. Uh, yeah, uh, my brother mentioned that to me last week that he said sales of the Corona beer have gone down something like you say, yeah, 30 percent right off the top. And, and that's how stupid people are. All right. Well, uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way. I mean, I guess I could ask you what you've been doing, but you probably haven't been doing all that much. I've been watching my nails grow and my beard grow. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's no hockey to watch. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, is there anything to talk about? Yes. Like, anything we can make a podcast out of to entertain these poor people? As a matter of fact, we do have a couple of topics to talk about. All right, James. Well... That being the case, could I please convince you to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Absolutely, sir. Thank you. I, Corona, 
There's no NHL! There's no MLB! There's hardly any deck leagues playing! What are sports fans supposed to do? Well, your buddies at Hit the Deck won't abandon you. While we're all shut in, the American Rhino and I have plenty of great hockey ways to pass the time until this sentence is over. And all in the Team USA family. The Team USA men's ball hockey team has some pretty good genes in its pool. Mr. Matthew Fischetti is following in his older brother's footsteps and will represent Team USA in the World Championships this summer. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. And yes, I'm still do, saying do, this do, summer. Do, do, I, Corona. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, still saying this. You're still saying this, this summer. summer. Yes, because um, I believe that we'll get through this and, and life will go back to normal by at least late mid-spring to the summer. So we'll get to that in a minute. But for now, as we're all shut in, uh, the American Rhino and I have plenty of great suggestions for you to pass the time safely and entertainingly. You know what I thought, just since we are kind of officially on this topic about how there's there's no sports leagues that are running right now. Mm-hmm. What what really got me, what what shocked me, I think more than anything, was the decision by the WWE to not cancel WrestleMania outright, but to to move it from a stadium, which is understandable, to the the performance center, which is their training school in Florida. And put it on WrestleMania in front of no fans in a small building somewhere in in Orlando. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because Monday night I did put on Raw because yes, there's there's nothing else to watch. Watching Mets reruns and and videos from the 1952 Stanley Cup final and stuff. But I was curious to see what the WWE was up to. And yes, uh, the Undertaker. And I defer to you, American Rhino, because that. Uh, is our favorite wrestler, but definitely more yours than mine, that uh, he's getting involved in WrestleMania too. And it was just so odd to see him beat the snot out of a couple of big guys in that studio you were talking about in an empty arena. So, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what the answers are. Uh, everybody's trying his best to figure it out. But uh, just on a purely selfish, ignorant point of view... <laughs> I need my hockey. <laughs> you know, I need my baseball. I, I need my wrestling. I, I need my PGA. Just This is driving me nuts. <laughs> so at least that they're putting something on for us to watch and entertain ourselves and forget about our problems for a little while. But yeah, that, that that's, uh, especially as we've said before, Vince McMahon loves his money. So that that's doing a lot to take a huge hit of the crown jewel of the WWE year of WrestleMania. The granddaddy of them all. Yeah. Another thing, too, I appreciate that uh, this would have been a perfect opportunity for another sport for the XFL to take over because they'd Mm -hmm. be the only game in town. But uh, good for them for doing the responsible thing and uh, following suit with MLB and the NHL and so on and so forth. The XFL, which is also owned by Vince McMahon. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's for everybody's, you know, I, I don't have to I don't have to enumerate the reasons why it was a good idea to shut down. You know, everybody's shutting down. And honestly, I think even if he hadn't shut the league down, his hand would have been forced because, you know, how many people are on a football team? And when you've got states limiting gatherings to no more than 10 people, you know, it's, it's, just, it's not going to work. 
But um, hopefully this is a, a good opportunity for people to catch up on some podcasts. Yeah. Oh, do you know of any? <laughs> yeah, I know of a couple, as a matter of fact. All right. So right off the bat. Yeah, right off the stick of a huge mm. slap shot, huh? <laughs> Listen to Hit the Deck. Indeed. This very Hit the Deck right here that you're already listening to it. You're you're ahead of the game. You're You're already on the ball with this. There's that light at the end of the tunnel. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, dear listener, for setting a great example. And if you're new to the podcast, please, by all means, we have four years worth of great content that you can check out. And it doesn't just stop at the podcast that uh, the American Rhino has done an excellent job of putting up our YouTube channel. And there are some great, great segments there for you to check out, uh, all hockey related and very helpful too. And uh, particularly, they could save you money. They can teach you how to play the game a little bit better if you're interested in that. Helping you out with with different ideas, especially for the goalies out there with equipment and hockey sticks themselves. So uh, a lot of great stuff on our YouTube channel. Of course, that's Hit the Deck, uh, D-E-K. So check those out as well. Yeah, we got to get another tape deck going, James. Which brings us to some more YouTube uh, information that the RSHL, yes, great idea, and the DCHL, they each have YouTube channels and a lot of great, sure. yeah, a lot of great content for them to show off their great leagues and play. And right, that's what uh, Tape Deck was all about, was uh, RSHL playoff style tournament. So they have a lot more to offer too. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, you know, I, I haven't checked with everything going on. Do you happen to know if they were able to get their Ironman tournament run this past spring or winter? I guess we're not into spring yet, but it's usually in February if I'm not wrong. So do you know if they were able to get it uh, up and running this year? Yes and yes. Happy to say they did. Yes, absolutely. I will have to to go back and, and check that out. Kevin, uh, let us know. Let us know how that went, please. Yeah, and um, you could check it out on the on the YouTube channel as well. So, um, you know, I shall have to do that. Good pal Daniel Wilson does such an excellent job with that. We've had him on the podcast. I definitely recommend mm-hmm. you listen to that in the past. And of course, yeah, Kevin Frost, good good friend of the podcast, a very generous good man. So, uh, hopefully, everybody's okay there too in their leagues. But there's something else for you to check out on uh, YouTube, their channels. All right. Speaking of another great podcast you were talking about, if you're a Star Trek fan, a sci-fi fan, check out Vintage Picard. What is all this about? The heck you said. Yeah, it's a very entertaining podcast. I enjoy it very much. Looking forward to listening to this week's edition coming up. But if you're not familiar, the Star Trek Picard series, which is on CBS All Access, so that's all on uh, on the computers and the cell phones and stuff like that. I'll take your word for it. So... Not necessarily on your TV, like network TV or cable TV. But uh, this podcast sums up each episode. The most impressive accomplishment. And uh, there's only 10 episodes to the um, Star Trek Picard series. And they're going into episode 9. So if you want to be all caught up, go check out Vintage Picard. It won't cost you a penny. That's sound advice at any time. And uh, you'll be your very own Star Trek Picard expert true enough i also look forward to and enjoy that podcast every week partly because i do find it very entertaining but 
mostly because if I'm listening to it, it means that I finished editing it, which has now become a multi-day process, <laughs> which is killing me. Perhaps I should reevaluate that behavior. Yeah, so uh, let's all support the American Rhino, huh? <laughs> really, in all honesty, um, I'll deal with Gary's wrath later. But uh, he does an excellent job. The 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 drops are clever. It's such a it's such an entertaining, fun podcast to listen to so even if you're not a sci-fi fan or a star trek fan in, in general just listen if you're a podcast fan and if you like entertaining quote-unquote radio and broadcast it, it, it's worth a listen i know that i can rely on both of you what else can people do while they're stuck at home james yeah so while you're listening to vintage picard you can practice your stick handling or at least your footwork or your passing or wristers and or cardio if you have the room for it of course uh, if you know, you're going to be stuck inside, you might as well keep in shape and uh, practice those uh, stick handling skills. What if, as just as a hypothetical, you happen to have a nine-year-old that has filled your entire living room with toys and books? Well, uh, hopefully that there's a park nearby and we are allowed to go outside if you're feeling well and, and no signs of uh, illness. Bio. For now. For now. Um, take advantage of that. <laughs> so it'd be nice to get some fresh air and uh, go outside. Maybe if you're lucky enough to be like by a handball court or something. I have a handball court not too far off from where I live. And mm. just take either a tennis ball or, uh, you know, good old orange uh, Milek ball hockey ball. Take a stick, maybe wrap it up a little bit more depending on how uh, the surface is and go take some shots against the wall. I, I find that very helpful, especially with being a defenseman, where I'll take a tennis ball and I'll shoot it towards the wall and try and block the shot or try and catch it with my stick or pretend that a, a shot's coming towards the goal. And, you know, maybe I'll try and catch it with my glove and, and do things like that and put it down and do a self-pass and things of that nature. So you can kind of make it a little bit fun and, and entertaining while you're keeping your skills sharp and getting some exercise too. Good, solid advice there, James. Thank you. Thank you. A uh, fun thing, if you have the ability to as well, I recommend, and I want to try this myself as a matter of fact, <laughs> to play all of your EA NHL video games. And I mean wow. all of them. I'm talking about from, all of yep, them? from 1991 through whatever you have now. If you have an old Sega Genesis, hook that baby up and play those old NHL games. You have the PlayStation 1. The Xbox, uh, your Nintendo systems, go for it and see the evolution. I had, I'm pretty sure I had NHL 96 for the Super Nintendo was my first game. And I also had NHL 2008, I think, for the, want to say, Xbox 360. And I think i also have one for my playstation i can't i can't swear to that i can't promise the ps4 i don't remember if i got one for for ps4 i might have well see there's something that we can we're gonna have time on our hands so might as well <laughs> look into that oh i i also i have my nes classic and i think that has blades of steel on it oh, nice. or uh no ice hockey well Actually, I think I put Blades of Steel on it. You can, um, there are ways to add games to those things that are in a legal gray area. And uh, I, I believe I put Blades of Steel on that. So yeah, I can check that out. 
well, that, that should be mandatory. Yeah. But yeah, even better, a few years ago, my brother and I broke out the old Atari system. And that mm. that hockey game, that we have a couple of baseball games and, and hockey games for that. But the hockey game, I love. And we had so much fun playing it, too. And yes, it worked, baby. The Atari worked. The, the controllers worked right off the bat. No problem. And the hockey game, it was basically like a two-on-two deck hockey, ball hockey game mm. where there was just uh, two players on each side, no goalie. And yeah. it was a top-to-bottom game, so like north and south. And the goal was just a little gap in the middle of the top of the screen. and uh, Like Pong. Exactly. Um, kind of. Sure. So <laughs> we just had hours and hours of fun playing. Like pong that. in reverse. Basically, yeah. So you're talking like north and south versus east and west. But um, mm -hmm. I'll, I, I don't care. Call me an old fart. That's fine. But I'll put the Atari system up against any system. And I'm going to have more fun with the Atari than anything else. Atari was great, although I didn't have ice hockey, I don't think. I had baseball. I really enjoyed Atari baseball. I, I think I also eventually got RBI baseball for Atari, but that was not as fun. I, I just liked baseball. Yeah, bowling was great, but... Uh, bowling. Yeah. Oh, Atari bowling is the best. Perfect. And yeah, just real quick, another baseball game was called Home Run. And uh, if you hit the ball... Oh, maybe that was it. I think I think that was it. I It wasn't RBI baseball. It was Home Run. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That, that, yeah, that's the one where you hit it over second base and it's a home run. Mm -hmm. That was the game. Oh, man. Fun times. Anyway. Uh-huh. So <laughs> you got that going. Be kind. I've been watching the NHL Network still. I've I've been listening to NHL radio on Sirius and stuff just because... These great broadcasters need something to do. And it just breaks my heart that there's no hockey to cover. So they're, they're doing everything they can to keep us updated and let us know if the league does start again, that uh, they'll come up with a great plan to finish the season, the regular season, and then go into the Stanley Cup playoffs and then the Stanley Cup final. The Olympics are supposed to be played this summer. That's supposed to, I believe, start in like August or something. So mm. that's another factor that, that comes into the mix. But we'll see how that all happens. But anyway, yeah, just again, I, was, I wasn't I was being facetious. It, it was true. I was watching the NHL Network the other day, and it was they had footage of the early 50s Stanley Cup finals, you know, black and white and the, the thumping of the, of the old audio and stuff. So I, that's how desperate. I am anyway. Uh, I was I was watching the '94 Rangers on Sunday night. That the the season mm. that yeah, that that their special season when they won the cup in 1994. <laughs> it's uh, these guys that they need something to do and and they they feel just as bad as we do. But they all have their um, you know priorities straight and they understand that they want everybody to be safe and all that. But it's just uh, my heart breaks for them, you know, because yeah. their network's devoted to these sports. Yeah, I think I saw Mike Milbury out on the street with a sign that said, we'll analyze for food. <laughs> yeah. I hit him with my shoe. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, speaking of reliving old great memories of your favorite teams and stuff, if you have any highlight DVDs or even VHSs of your favorite NHL team's cup championships, go ahead and watch them. It's great to relive the good times and the memories of... Maybe you were a little kid when your favorite team won the Stanley Cup and you can watch 
that tape and remember, oh, wow, yeah, I was at that game or I remember when that happened or I had a big test to study for and my parents let me watch the game and, you know, just cool things like that. If it's more recent, then God bless you. <laughs> but, um, you know, just, just relive those great seasons of your favorite team. Yeah, I don't have any hockey DVDs, uh, at least not actual games. I do have uh, like a box set of the 86 World Series yes. that some generous co-host got me as a gift once. <laughs> Does baseball count? Can I can I still do that? One, even though it's a hockey podcast? 100% absolutely All right. yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Break out the hockey movies, baby. Uh, for the family, go for the Mighty Ducks. Go for Miracle. Youngblood's another good one. For the adults, obviously Slapshot. The American Rhino and I have talked about this movie many a time. Because any mm. hockey fan, that is the movie for hockey is Slapshot. It's just so funny. And it's so entertaining, and it's great, great cast, the whole thing, the whole deal. So that 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 is obviously the Hanson brothers, of course. But uh, definitely watch that again. Uh, Goon was another one that uh, we even talked about in this podcast as well. More recent, uh, more tongue in cheek, uh, more lowbrow, but you know it's hockey, and we we got to do what we got to do in these times. What about uh, Happy Gilmore? Where does that fall on the? <laughs> On the scale. Great point. Uh, I love golf as well. So um, there's no PGA. And uh, the combination of hockey and golf. And you have Apollo Creed. Definitely put that up there. Watch it. I mean, the, the reason I bring it up in this context is because he was a former hockey player yes, in the movie. That's right. So. And he has a fight with Bob Barker, too. Well, <laughs> Adam Sandler is a special person. Yeah. But very good suggestion, American Rhino. All right. And then um, let's see. I'm not sure if the Mighty Ducks is on Disney Plus yet. I, I know it wasn't the last time I checked because, like, I guess they still had a licensing agreement with some other streaming service at the time. Let me I'm going to I am going to in real time check the status of the Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus. Please stand by. <laughs> well, listener, I have some unfortunate news for you. Ooh. I have just checked, and unfortunately, the original Mighty Ducks will not be coming to Disney Plus until July 1st of this year, 2020. D2 and D3 will not be coming to the service until January 1st of 2021. <laughs> so you're going to need to get your quack fix elsewhere. <laughs> I believe they do have the Mighty Ducks cartoon series on there, though. Oh, all right. That's better than nothing, I guess. Oh, and speaking of cartoons, if you can find Pro Stars somewhere, <laughs> better luck to you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you can find the Pro Stars cartoon somewhere, watch that, because that's a lot of fun. <laughs> if you want to see an animated Wayne Gretzky yeah pop some rocket skates out of his sneakers and shoot like puck missiles at people. Blue light crunch time. We will score just in time. All-Stars. All-Stars. Showstopper. Who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> That's very helpful for your team. I would imagine that would be an unfair advantage. <laughs> well... Playing against a great one that was more realistic than not. So, mm -hmm. speaking of which... Um, speaking of which... Watch highlights of that very great one. I was just describing some. Yes, you were. 
<laughs> there are many great documentaries on Wayne Gretzky, and deservedly so. I personally have a DVD set called The Ultimate Gretzky, which has some of his full games of uh, great highlights of his career on it. And uh, it's really very entertaining, very well done. And uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. Bobby Orr, one of the all-time great hockey players. Uh, he has many, a documentary on him and just a clinic on how to learn how to skate. And if you're a defenseman, learn how to play both sides of the ice, or at least try to, because there was none better than Mr. Orr. And finally, Mr. Mike Richter, of course, number 35. Speaking of watching that 94 season again, the highlights, I kind of, because we're so used to the King, Mr. Lundquist, as Ranger fans all these years, uh, being such a different style goalie than Mike Richter, I kind of, uh, and I forgive me, American Rhino, your favorite player, I forgot a little bit just how acrobatic and entertaining Mike Richter really was. And shame on me yeah. for that. Just it was so much fun watching him in goal again, in his prime, uh, standing on his head, th flailing away. Oh boy, it, it was so fast too on his skates. I mean, he was super flexible. Yes, that's what made him such a great goalie. Yes, yes, just so much fun to watch, man. I mean, yeah, just oh boy, he was the best. It was just just great. And if you have a favorite player to watch highlights of that's not one of the ones that was just mentioned, please feel free to do so. We give you the special dispensation to watch whomever you like. Nominee Domini. Yeah, right. If, if you're, you're not from Boston or New York or from Edmonton or L.A., yes. Your favorite players, you're allowed to, to, uh, to love them too and, and watch their highlights as well if they've retired. Or if you are from Edmonton but don't want to admit it. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. This mm -hmm. hockey community's got to stick together, man. Yes. Even if we can't physically do it, at least we can theoretically do so through podcasting and Skype or whatever else. Telephone. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get through this, James. Yes. And finally, just on our Hit the Deck suggestions, read. Good old reading, good old-fashioned books, or if you have e-readers or whatever, there are plenty of awesome, entertaining, hockey-related books. Mike Arruzzioni, the great captain of the 1980 miracle, if you will, U.S. Olympic champions, came out with a book very recently for the 40th anniversary. And if you haven't heard our podcast on that, that's 163, and, and, and we're pretty proud of it, so please have a listen. But anyway, uh, Mr. Ruzioni just came out with a book called The Making of a Miracle, and that's a great book. That's um, I'm putting it on my Christmas list or maybe even my birthday uh, list. That That's going to be up soon. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to go outside again and, and <laughs> have a Oh, do you life. have a birthday coming up? <laughs> well, it's a couple months away, so I hope that's long enough. I'm, I'm, I'm fingers crossed. But uh, anyway, Gretzky, speaking of Gretzky, we, we've talked about this book two on a couple of years ago on a podcast uh, on a hit the deck podcast Gretzky's 99 stories of the game and that's basically like a history the great rich history that was going into the 100th anniversary of the NHL as a matter of fact so that's a great book so much fun especially getting Gretzky's point of view because he's such a student of the game and he loves the game uh, one of the reasons why he was so great and still is so that, that's a great read. Theo Fleury, another one of my personal favorite hockey players of all time, and we've talked about him on this podcast many a time as well. 
He has a great book that came out in 09 called Playing With Fire. And that's more about life than, than hockey, too. So uh, God bless Mr. Fleury and all the great things that he's been up to since his retirement from hockey. Yeah, no, just going back to that Gretzky thing real quick. The 99 stories of the game sounds like a great value. It's a, it's a good thing that he didn't wear number one. Otherwise, that would be a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny you should bring that up because when, when I got the book, I was wondering, oh, are there, are there 99 stories in this book? Is mm-hmm. that how it works? But uh, if I remember correctly, I don't think it was just relegated to, uh, I don't know if there were that many stories in it. But um, that's false advertising. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't quote me on that. I have the book. It's it's on a bookshelf here, so it's not close enough for me to grab to just look through it real quick. But again, we, we did do a pretty in-depth podcast on that uh, great book a, a few years ago, and it was around Gretzky's birthday two years ago, I believe it was. So it coincided with the 100th anniversary of the NHL as well. So yeah, that, that was kind of um, tricky advertising, if I remember correctly. If I'm wrong, I apologize. If it was Gretzky's one story of the game, what story would it be? How would you narrow that down? Yeah, wow. One time, I was the greatest hockey player of all time and broke all of the records and won a whole bunch of Stanley Cups and am revered to this day. Thanks for your money. (laughs) Yeah, Gretzky's not like McMahon, no. No. (laughs) Way too humble and and way too respectful for that. But um, Mm -hmm. speaking of his idol, Mr. Hockey, Gordie Howe, he has a couple of great books written about him. But there's one particular named Mr. Hockey, which was his his nickname. So unfortunately, we lost Mr. Hockey a few years ago, but uh, that doesn't mean his legacy is by far forgotten at all. And it won't be. And it would be a crime to do so. So let his greatness live on as well through highlights and, and books and whatnot. So you could read his his book. And uh, finally, the good old rule book. You know, now's a good yeah. time good, good to go over the rules. Plus... When hockey finally does come back, when you yell at the referee for a bad call, you can actually cite your reasoning behind it. <laughs> yes. And thank God that they came, that they kept the uh, emergency backup goalie rule the way it is. Mm-hmm. So there's just a few suggestions from your pals that hit the deck, because we're in this with you, of how to pass the time in a great hockey way. But something to look forward to. Another good thing to look forward to, and yes, this summer, I'm saying it's going to happen on schedule. The Team USA will be very well represented in the Under-20 USA Ball Hockey World Championships that will be held in Switzerland from June 24th to June 28th. So James, are all of the championships being held in Switzerland this year, or is it just the under-20s? I think that all of them are. I think that's how it works for the World Championships, is they have the Mm under-20s, under 16s and whatever uh, other mm-hmm. categories they have. And I think, yeah, that, that that's why they refer to them as the championships too, I believe, with mm-hmm. an S. So I think that counts for, for the men and the women's as well. That's my knowledge of it. All right. I just, I, you know, I didn't know if uh, we were going back to Czech or, or Slovakia or somewhere in Eastern Europe for, for the rest of it and just hanging out in Switzerland for this one. Yeah, I <laughs> But they do talk about the Slovakia games back in 2014, as a matter of fact, in this very article. But uh, in the meantime, Mr. Matthew Fischetti is a young man from Murraysville, Pennsylvania, which is, uh, I looked it up on a map, it's pretty darn close to Pittsburgh. And this young man, his older brother, Tyler, played for the under-16 and under-20 
USA teams. Nice. Yeah, so he's walking in his brother's footsteps, and this is ball hockey too, so that's literal. I see what you did there, James. <laughs> yeah. It took me a minute because I'm ill, and my brain is not functioning on all cylinders. I mean... The listener may think that it staggers the imagination to think that my brain is ever functioning on all cylinders with some of the things that I say here on the podcast. But I can tell you in no uncertain terms that I am running at uh, below average (laughs) capacity at the moment. And thank you for hockeying up to American Rhino playing hurt. That's that's a great quality that uh, all hockey players share. So well done, sir. It doesn't stop on the uh, the rink or the deck. It goes through podcasts too. So it's in our it's in our blood. It's in our DNA. Yeah, hockey. I'm just not smart enough to take care of myself. Much to my wife's chagrin. Well, now's the time for everyone to take care of him or herself. So. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, um, she is getting quite a kick out of what I just said. By the way, in the background. Okay. <laughs> but yes, in this article that was written by Jaron Steele. That was uh, just recently published in late February. It's about Mr. Matthew Fischetti and how he made the under-20 USA ball hockey team that, again, will be competing this summer in Switzerland. So when he was 16, he tried out for the under-16 USA junior ball hockey team, but he didn't make the cut. Unfortunate. Unfortunate, but... Uh, again, this young man shows you what it takes to not give up and to learn from your mistakes, so to speak. And if you were overlooked either because you needed to improve or because it was unfair, the next time you have a shot at it, you know how to improve and make sure that you make that team. So much, much, much easier said than done. But this young man is a, is a great example of that. And he earned his spot on the under 20 team. And I'm sure he had some help from his older brother, Tyler, that would give him advice and probably uh, play with him. And that's a benefit too. If you have an older sibling, uh, like I did, my my older brother, for example, when we played baseball together and he played uh, ball hockey too, street hockey, as the younger sibling, um, the older sibling, because you're much more advanced and stronger and taller usually in general and so on and so forth, that... uh, the younger sibling has to work a little bit harder and uh, getting the experience of the older sibling to to show you how to play properly and, and to give you advice and teach you not to give up and uh, also teach you how to get better. So all those things built in, it just seems like it, it worked very well for young Matthew Fischetti with the help of his older brother Tyler and his father. So that's just great to see. And uh, his hard work paid off because now he's on the roster and he has something to look forward to in uh, June representing his country. Yeah, well, good luck to Matthew and the whole team. Bring us a little something special. Make us proud. Yes, and that's another goal of Mr. Fischetti's is that uh, before he he gets to that, that he, in this article, was quoted as thanking his, his family. And he also feels extremely honored to wear that USA jersey. Again, thanking his family that took the time and money that they spent and sacrifice to make sure that he was able to get to the tryouts and keep in shape and keep in practice and and make the team. So he was very appreciative of that, particularly his father too, Ralph, as he said, uh, Matthew said that uh, his father's side of the family all played hockey while they were growing up. So I'm assuming if he has an uncle or two and, and with his dad, that that would help both Tyler and he be so good and good enough to earn a spot on uh, Team USA. Yeah, I mean, if that runs in the family, obviously that's an advantage because 
you know, genetics play a part, I'm sure. But also if you have that kind of passion in the family where everybody's playing and everybody's playing at a competitive level, that's only going to drive you to be better. Right. And when Tyler was on the under under 20 team back in 2014, they brought home the bronze medal in Slovakia. So that's something else that uh, he can attain for because his goal is to bring home the gold. That's yeah, my goal too, but uh, it seems like he is a little closer to achieving it than I am. Yeah, I'm sure that it also helps to be under 20. <laughs> I, I forgot what that was like, but um, uh-huh. yeah, anyway, uh, again, Mr. Fischetti was saying that ball hockey is all about speed. And I couldn't agree with him more. It's about being in great physical shape. And we've run that fact into the ground on this podcast with some of our great guests that uh, put their money where their mouths are. So uh, that's all true. You need to be in excellent shape to play ball hockey, especially on that level, on the international level and representing your country. Mm, sure. Uh, and also, obviously, um, Mr. Fischetti said it's all about running. One of the many differences between ball hockey and ice hockey is you have to go nonstop full tilt running in ball hockey, where in ice hockey, you can kind of glide sometimes because you're on skates and you can conserve energy a little bit more like that. But when you're running, you can't do that. And when you stop, you stop. So uh, a little bit different between uh, dealing with the friction of ball hockey versus ice hockey. Well, it's like Herb Brooks said, legs feed the wolf. Exactly. It's very true. And, uh, and that's, a, that's one of the reasons why you won't find an out of shape, good hockey player. Mm. And not only that, but Mr. Matthew Fischetti has a few teammates from Western Pennsylvania that earned their spot to represent Team USA. So all told, I believe they are eight players from Western Pennsylvania. So that, that's pretty cool. So um, maybe he even knows some of these guys and, and they have a camaraderie already. And that's a great advantage to have when you're in a quick tournament and going overseas, too, by the way. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I imagine that that helps with, you know, chemistry and team building. If you all are from the same area, you have the same frame of reference. But I would imagine that as you grow together as a team, that becomes less important as time goes on. Fair enough. And uh, finally, yeah, that um, the main goal is to win Team USA's second gold medal at the Junior Championships. Current coach Jim Doherty was a part of that team that uh, won the gold medal back in 2006. Nice. Yeah. So voice of experience. There you go. So between the grit and uh, the determination and the team mentality and the pride of playing for the USA... These guys, God bless them, best of luck, uh, seem to be going in with both barrels loaded, and uh, hopefully they do return with the gold, not just the guys, but the girls too. Absolutely, and, and good luck to all of them, and like I said before, come back and make us proud. Amen. But James, before we finish, speaking of grit. Oh no, really? <laughs> Uh, it's been a few weeks, but I do have a little bit of an update for you. Uh, I, I know, I know you love it. So right here, right here on our podcast, uh, for you, I have to present another edition of everyone's favorite recurring segment. It is this week in gritty. This week in gritty. Oh, James, just because there's no hockey doesn't mean there's no gritty. Because, well, 
first, there was hockey up until recently. So he had opportunities to make a nuisance of himself as he is so good at doing. He had opportunities before the end times that we are now living through. So I want to take you back a couple of weeks, James. It was actually right around the last time we recorded. And and I, I wanted to mention this on the podcast, but unfortunately there wasn't really enough to constitute a full segment. So I just, I think I told you about it, but I didn't, I mentioned on the podcast, but, uh, at a particular Flyers game during one of these intermission entertainment sequences, there was, um, well, I don't really know of any gentle way to put it. There was a pretty traumatic scene where uh, a a largely nude Gritty um, ran out in one of the entranceways and uh, he he started uh, to to the... Um, to flash dance to the, the flash dance soundtrack like maniac and he he ran out and he began to be showered from above with popcorn and he in fact uh, kind of leaned back in that iconic flash dance scene and uh, leaned back on a folding chair and arched himself up again fully nude okay. except for his helmet and sneakers and uh and, and just got a whole mess of popcorn dumped on him. And as this was occurring, a a, a Panthers fan, a, a fan in a Panthers jersey, just kind of bewildered, wanders out of the entranceway where all this is going on and just kind of squeezes past him as he's arched back on the chair, uh, just in, in full bloom. And, and, uh, it was, it was, a. am sure it was a really awkward scene for that guy. By the way, since we do kind of take note of it on this podcast for this particular sequence, Gritty was resplendent with a gold honeycomb belly button. <laughs> what? That's a new yes. one. Yes. Yep. So, uh, fun times there. That that poor Panthers fan, he must be starved for life. Right? I can't imagine. I would think there would be security on those <laughs> gates to keep people from wandering through these scenes, but I don't know. I guess anything goes at Wells Fargo. Speaking of, there was another day when he was engaged. He was sitting in the stands uh, on the aisle, and I guess he was participating in a one-grit hot dog eating contest. <laughs> Because he had a, a plate of hot dogs and he was just going through them cookie monster style. Um, nom, 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 nom. And when he finished the plate or platter, really, of hot dogs, he turns and looks to. I just I turned away from the microphone doing it myself. He turns and he looks to his right and across the aisle, there is somebody in a full size hot dog costume that is just sitting there and Gritty just looks at him and the guy kind of freezes like a deer in the headlights and gets up and tries to escape. But Gritty chases after him and uh, and and chases him down the aisle and then back up and through the entranceway nearly taking out a cheerleader in the process. I was going to ask if any other fans yeah. were... Oh, good. No, right, right behind where this was going on, there was a cheerleader just dancing and cheering throughout the whole thing, and Gritty nearly clobbers her as he runs past. Oh, gosh. Well, I... And then um, they, they kind of 
they disappear through the entranceway, and a few seconds later, Gritty reemerges triumphantly holding the hot dog costume above his head. <laughs> so, uh, once again, almost taking out the cheerleader. Oh, that poor girl. I know. Uh, so I, I guess I guess he got his dog. <laughs> So um, there, you know, somewhere, somewhere in the wilds of Wells Fargo, there is a poor hot dog without its sausage casing. <laughs> uh, we, we also a few days ago or just really a couple days ago, just got a gritty update in what he's been doing during this whole Corona hiatus. He posted a long and rambling message about how everybody needs to hang together and stay safe. But enough about you. Let's talk about what everybody really wants to know about me. And he's he's talking about how he, he's been trying to keep his spirits up and, and stay safe and wash his paws frequently. And, um, you know, just basically do what everybody's supposed to do and, and stay healthy. And he's also... He picked up a DVD set of Lost at the store, so he's been watching that, but they only started at season three, so he missed the first couple of seasons and feels like he may have missed something. And he ended it by talking about how he was going to continue to be the great orange beacon of hope for everyone that he has always been and will continue to be. So I guess... Thank you <laughs> to Gritty. And uh, we also, uh, finally, we got a bit of a peek because that, that note wasn't enough. For St. Patrick's Day, we got a little bit of a peek into what he's been doing, I guess, or at least how he was celebrating that particular holiday because we got Gritty in what appeared to be a home, someone's home. Now, he lives in the bowels of Wells Fargo, so he must have broken into somebody's home to shelter there. But uh, so he was he was resplendent once again, this time in a full leprechaun outfit. By the way, the, the video was captioned Lepre Quarantine. So he he was, you know, it was uh, he was step dancing into frame to some Irish reels, I guess. And uh, in the background on the wall was a rainbow made out of multicolored plates. And uh, when when he finishes his little step dancing routine, he he and places, I guess, the, the finishing touches on the gold at the end of his rainbow. And uh, in this sequence, James, we discover to, well, I was going to say to nobody's surprise, but at least not to mine. I won't speak for everyone else, but uh, Gritty is a toilet paper hoarder because yeah. the pot of gold at the end of his rainbow is a massive stack of toilet paper rolls. Oh, gosh. Just what you'd expect. Yes. Don't do that, Gritty. Don't be the public menace that we all know you to be. So uh, that's how Gritty spent his St. Patrick's Day. And that, I guess, has been potentially for the last time in a while, depending on how things wind up going, that has been This Week in Gritty. This Week in Gritty. And that will have done it for another episode of Hit the Deck. So without further ado, 
we will bring this thing to a close. Last minute remaining in the podcast. So we want to thank you once again, dear listener, for listening to this podcast. As James said earlier, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. You've got deck. And we want to uh, we want to thank you and, and encourage you to stick around because we really enjoy having you listening to the podcast. It's the only reason we do this. It's the only reason we're able to do this. And it's the only reason, frankly, that uh, we have a reason to do this. So we, we do genuinely appreciate you for your patronage. We want to thank Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music. And we will thank you if you, especially in light of the, the sports drought that we are all experiencing right now, if you have any suggestions or requests for what you'd like to see us do here on the podcast or hear us do, I guess, let us know. Email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Deck is spelled D-E-K. Hitthedeck at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. We are Hit the Deck on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, you can get us on YouTube, as James mentioned. We are uh, the Hit the Deck podcast channel on YouTube. Check us out anywhere and everywhere that you uh, you see fit to do so. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it when it comes out. You know, I know cabin fever is a crazy thing and maybe you'll be looking for a lot of podcasts. So if you're stuck inside, you, you know, you don't want to spend all that time looking to see what's out there. Subscribe. So when we drop a episode of the podcast, it just goes right to you and you don't have to look. We'll be right there. We're on so many different podcasting platforms and outlets if you name it we're probably there or trying to get there so uh you know check us uh check us out if you have a preferred platform and you know hopefully we will be there and uh, of course we want to reiterate the fact that our newest location our newest home is the Sokoa Media app which is S O C C O A Sokoa Media app you can find it in your app store and download it and not only are we there because we are but there are so many great articles and other podcasts from passionate sports fans like ourselves from various different sports so you can check out how they are passing the time in this time of crisis and you know maybe maybe you'll find a new podcast that you love to listen to in addition to ours (laughs) don't you go switching teams and you don't you don't switch horses in the middle of a crisis sorry sorry anyway we know you're loyal and we love you for it so please please feel free to check us out there and and definitely if you haven't already done so like i said subscribe to the podcast james is there anything you'd care to add yes thank you this despite uh what's going on hopefully everybody had a happy saint patrick's day and a happy saint joseph's day and also when this all blows over if you need places to play deck hockey please check out the columbus deck hockey association charlotte street hockey league raleigh street hockey league var hockey league dcsh dchl and deck superstars please donate to lagrange hockey follow m power play and of course download the sokoa media app and tell them all hit the deck sent you and thanks for listening thank you james and dear listener we will thank you as we always do, and especially in these times that we face right now, we will always thank you to remember here at the end of the podcast that uh, whether you are going stir crazy or whether you are spoiled for things to do, 
whether you are making your family proud or an embarrassment to literally everyone, regardless of what you find yourself doing, I would always, especially now, encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Last minute remaining in the podcast. That is the wrong button. There's more? No. Oh, no. There, there cannot possibly be more. No one wants that. No one wants that.